I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. <coughs> Captain! Captain! Cap... Captain. Captain, are you okay? I'm a, a bit of a wreck, my boy. Oh, Captain, the ship went down. There was nothing I could do. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't worry about that. That was that was on me. But I do have one more lesson. Yes, Captain. <laughs> to teach you. What is it? Come closer. Podcasts are lame. I was I was wrong. Oh, yeah. Wait. Oh my are we still in his head? <laughs> oh yes. Oh my god. Come on. What the f- What's going on guys and welcome back episode 15. Oh, the season finale of season 1. Um wow. This is so crazy to say. This has been over three months uh, in the making. When I first started the podcast, when Life's a Wreck, episode one, season one came out, um, I had no idea where this was going. But over the past 15 weeks, this has been just the absolute worst, coolest project that I've ever had the opportunity to work on. Yeah, maybe for you, not for the people who have to listen to this podcast. Um, it has just been, it's given me so much insight into my own life. To be having a platform to tell my story, uh, which I know is a story of a lot of young men growing up and uh, and some, some of the things that they might be struggling with mentally uh, and giving a platform to people to reach out and share their stories and hearing your stories. Um, like it has been it's been life changing in the greatest way possible. Um, it's I'll, I'll get more into it later in the podcast. This actually relates to something I'm going to talk about later, um, but it, it's been just the most incredible experience of my life, uh, being able to create, you know, dive into this platform, uh, learn about audio, learn about storytelling and how to, how to interview. Oh my, relax. You couldn't interview a mirror. Um, it's just been, it's not only been an educational experience, but it's just been incredibly enlightening talking to so many really, really cool people, um, about mental health and about how the mental side of life, um, impacts the physical and kind of just like this, this incredible dialogue that's been opened up. Um, it, it's been super cool. So I just want to thank each and every one of you, all 1,180 as the time I'm recording this podcast, um, who have listened up to episode 14, uh, who have been listeners. Like that's just, that's so crazy to think that 14 episodes into a podcast, uh, and we've, you know, we've had over a thousand listeners. Um, I couldn't have imagined how big this would get. 
Uh, and so that's kind of, uh, you know, going into season two, gearing up for season two, I want to take some time to process that growth, figure out how I can make this podcast the best product possible to be, I guess, getting out there to you guys. And uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be what I'm going to be doing over this next little bit. I'm going to be taking a little bit of a break. It won't be a weekly podcast. Uh, I'm going to take about six weeks off, which I know seems like a really long period of time. Um, but uh, as school kind of gets, uh, it starts ramping up. I, when season two comes out, I want it to just be all cylinders firing. I'm going to bring more people on to help with the content creation. I'm going to develop myself as a content creator. Um, there's so many different things, uh, balls in the air right now which I know I say a lot, um, but it's so true. Like there's, there's a lot of really cool things that I'm excited for you guys to see coming up. And so, uh, and so as we get into the last episode of, of season one, um, I just wanted to let you guys know that even though I am taking a break, there's still going to be a lot of content coming out. It just won't be in podcast format. So it's going to be across social media and I'm going to work on building up some new social media platforms here soon. But if you do want to keep stick along with the podcast, if you aren't already following, make sure to check out at Kyle Moore zero eight, my own personal Instagram account and the life's a rec podcast account at life's a rec podcast. Um, that's where any kind of teaser content for season two interviews all that kind of stuff is going to be on those two accounts so make sure during this little hiatus while i'm getting ready for season two make sure to be following along because there's a lot of really cool things uh in the works and season two is going to uh well i hope it's gonna gonna blow you guys away um because i've got some really cool things lined up i guess so i don't want to uh, i don't want to say too much too soon but uh it's been the season one has just been the coolest thing ever and uh, now that i get to take some time and get ready for season two and once it drops it's going to be full-blown life's a wreck and i i can't wait for you guys to see that so video content audio content picture content any content you can imagine is going to be coming along with season two uh just one one nice little package a little little bow on top little kyle claus what did he just say oh my oh what a gross ew sorry to to the guys in the back i apologize i know that was bad i'm sorry Um, i have for 15 episodes and you make it so hard. So as we get into this last episode of season one, I thought a really cool thing to do would be to reach out to you guys uh, and see if you guys had any questions about the podcast, about me, uh, about my mental health journey, about mental health in general, uh, or just about life. Any questions that you guys would want to ask me? And I figured that would be a great way to cap off season one uh, because if it wasn't for you guys, this just wouldn't, it wouldn't exist. This wouldn't be a thing. So I, I just can't thank you guys enough. And with that being said, let's get into the Q&A. So kicking things off, um, I got a question from a listener, Bailey, who said, what is the best habit you have developed that has helped you on your mental health journey? Um, Which is a great question to start off with, um, because I think it's more of a lifestyle than a habit. And I say that because learning how to step back and be mindful has really been something that's that's really changed my life. Um, I suffer from anxiety and OCD for any new listeners we might have. And OCD brings you into situations. You zero in and you fixate on things. And by catching myself and learning how to calm my own mind and take that step back and kind of return to this point of like neutral zero, um, that's been something that's helped me a ton. Um and I think that kind of like goes back to meditation. When I was going through some really, really dark times, uh, I turned to meditation. Uh, and I'm really proud of myself for doing that as well because it's a really healthy way of, of developing this this stronger link with yourself. Uh, and it's it's a way to work through things in a way that's incredibly natural. And it's all it's all your brain kind of using the power that 
you have to kind of fix little things in your life and to work itself through. And I think that there's a lot to be said about meditation. I think that it's incredibly, incredibly powerful. So I guess when I started meditating and I learned that if I am zeroed in on something, if I'm really, it's circular, circling, 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 understanding that that's OCD and kind of like, and, and saying, here's what's happening. This is why it's happening. Let's take this step back. Let's think about this maybe another time. Let's focus on something else right now has been uh, has been a habit that I've developed um, that's really like been incredibly, incredibly, um, I guess I've had a lot of success with it. Um, so Bailey, that's a great question. And I think that, uh, yeah, just being mindful, understanding when you're going through some tough times, when you're going through um, these these areas of mental struggle, of kind of like that mental fog, learning how to take that little step back and saying, this isn't my whole life. This is just one little thing that I'm focusing on and taking that step back and trying to see that bigger picture. And I know that can be really, really tough. Um, but once you start working on it, you'll be amazed how much easier it gets kind of progressively gets easier. So that was, uh, I'd say that's the biggest habit that I've developed, um, is yeah, taking a step back and being mindful. Next question I got came uh, is coming from my boy Alistair, uh, one of my childhood friends, who's been a huge supporter of the podcast. So thank you, Alistair. Everyone, make sure to go follow Alistair uh, on Instagram at All Eyes East. He's doing some really cool things for East Coast athletes. Yeah, plus his content's a lot more entertaining than this. Um, so make sure to check that out. Is there something to be said about how mental illness can affect you in a positive way? And this is a question that I like. I I really love in a way, but. I think that in my case, yes, but I know that that's not the case for everyone and I'm not going to pretend like it is. Um, the way that it was a positive in my life and there was a, trust me, there was a lot of negatives and I think the negatives outweigh the positives as I'm sure they do with a lot of people. But that being said, sports were my positive. Um, I, I talked about it a little bit in an earlier podcast, but I would go all day and I would fixate on these little things. I'd be walking through the hall at school and all of a sudden I'd like look at a poster and it would feel like my mind was just like getting squeezed through like a, like a paper towel roll and I could only see like focus my brain. I just wasn't blinking. Like nothing mattered except for like one individual thought. Um, and that was, uh, and that was great. Never because it sucked. But as soon as I got on the basketball court or as soon as I was playing soccer or football, um, I was able to like, pick up on very like insignificant details i always like figured that i was pretty good about thinking things through uh because of the fact that my mind was going a million miles a minute and it would fixate on things i picked up on little things and so if someone was going one way i was like okay but if they pass it there which is probably what they're going to do because they're open then the next move is likely here so maybe if i go this way i'll have a better chance of either like picking it off or intercepting it or i'll kind of put myself in a better position um and uh i don't know if you guys have noticed and i know that um the sub with the little voice in the background has. Hey, the star of the show finally gets a shout out. Uh, but I talk really <gasps> fast. What? No. Oh my! I thought I was the only one who noticed. What? No. It's way. something that uh, it's something that I work on. Um, but when I get excited, I talk really fast. And uh, when I'm on a thought, I talk really fast because my mind is just going like a million miles a minute. And uh, that's just uh, that's just kind of who I am. Um, but it did that in sports. And it was really cool because like I had the opportunity to use it in a productive way because it was something that was kind of making my life this this disaster at times uh, and was doing a lot of negative. So to have it do a little bit of a positive was um, was cool. So that being said, though, like, you know, my combination of mental illness kind of like pushed me at a time um, because I would fixate on failure and I would do everything in my power not to kind of succumb to these thoughts in my head, uh, which was great. But in things like social situations and relationships, 
only like that idea of not being able to occasionally unfocus from certain things, you would kind of have an argument and one thought would stick in your head or one thing that that person said would stick in your head. Uh, and that's all you could think about, or you'd fixate on some small detail about a person. Uh, and it would be, it would be something that's just super, just super detrimental, um, which is another, you know, which is a word I love. Wow. You know, I didn't even notice that either. Oh, wow. um, but, uh, but yeah, like I think that there has been times in my life where mental health been, uh, who has affected me in a positive way, but I, I think that I was lucky in that case. Um, and it was a way that I really kept my head above water is understanding that there were positives to it. Uh, and that was kind of the thing. Like I, I created the podcast to like laugh at myself because this is, uh, something that's such a huge part of my life, but yet it's so, so crazy in a way. So yeah, there was definitely positive aspects to it. But I would say overall, if you're looking at a scale, um, you've got like the elephant of like mental illness on one side, and then you've got like little grade nine Kyle sitting there with a basketball, smiling for his JV basketball pictures, being like, "This is great." And um, yeah, just kind of like one outweighs the other. Uh, and I'll let you, I'll let you guess which one. Next question I got is, "What made you want to start podcasting?" That's by my friend Will. Um, man, so many different things. Um, I was in a really significant rut. Um, someone who was really close to me at the time, uh, and this is something that OCD did to me uh, or, or something that it fixated on, but it was something that also, like, I think I, like, my conscious mind, not, like, the mental illness side of it, focused on as well. Um, someone really close to me mentioned that they didn't really see um, the fire in me anymore. I was driven. I was passionate. I had a lot of things going for me. Um, and I was really proud of like the, the accomplishments I had made. Uh, and I really, I like was striving to be the greatest version of myself that I could, um, irregardless of mental illness or anything like that. And as my mental illness got worse, um, that became a much harder part of my life to focus on was the positives. And it kind of, my life occasionally got overrun by the negatives. So I, I think after I went through this really tough time in my life, um, that constant thought of like losing my fire, losing my purpose uh, was something that really, really stuck with me. And I just wanted to do like something. I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know if I was going to write a blog or what I was going to do. But I knew that I wanted to do something because I had I had lost this passion. I had lost what I was, you know, what I was what I thought I did really well at, which was like networking and meeting people and like constantly pushing myself and producing whatever it was that I was doing, like producing the best product possible in every situation. Um, and just like really trying to push myself. And I think that that really took a huge step back. And so when I was going through this tough time, I, I kind of like, it, it took that first step because there was a lot of self-pity. Um, there was a ton of like self-hate and, uh, and yeah, kind of throwing myself that little, little, uh, nice little pity party that I've talked about a couple times in the podcast. This is the saddest party ever. And I just, there was this one little shred of me, that little bit of fire that I had left and it had burned down to, to just like a couple, couple embers. It was kind of simmering, you know? Yeah. Big imagery guy. If you guys haven't noticed. I, I thought if I was ever going to pull myself out of this place where I was going to let me, like where I was letting mental illness control my entire life, I had to kind of fire that fire back up and I had to be doing something that I was passionate about and doing something that I felt was making a difference, making a difference in my own life, making a difference in the lives of those around me. But I had to do something and I didn't know what it was going to be. Uh, and then I thought about it and I had a background in radio. I loved audio. I thought that the way that you can tell stories through audio is really unique. And um, I had been listening to some podcasts and just thought, yeah, this is something that I'd love to try. So I conceptualized life's a wreck. Um, I talked to some of my friends about it. They thought it was a great idea. Um, and, uh, and, 
next thing you know, we're episode 15 doing a Q&A. Like it was, it's, and it's been, it has relighted a fire in a way that, uh, in, that in a way that I can't explain. Um, I just feel like, a, I, I feel fired up again. Uh, I feel ready to take on the world really. And a lot of it stemmed from this podcast. And uh, that was really what made me want to start it. Uh, start podcasting was a way, was a vessel um, in which to kind of like spark this fire that uh, that I had felt had been pretty diminished. So yeah, thanks, Will. It's a really good. Uh, it's a really good question. Next question uh, is from one of my coworkers, Yunji. Uh, what sort of things have you personally taken away from the podcast? I feel like I just touched on a couple of them. I, I think it was something I took away was how much we need to talk about this kind of stuff. How much we need to talk about mental health. How much we need to talk about men's mental health. Um, how impactful this is on so many people. When I first started the podcast, I had people reaching out to me that I played sports with. I had adults reaching out to me. I had people that I had never met reaching out to me. And they said, oh, I found your podcast. It was, you know, I really resonated with a lot of the things you were saying. Um, so I, I kind of just took away the, this sense of this is something that's been really, this hasn't been talked about enough. This is an area of people's lives that affect them on a daily basis, but yet we don't really talk about it. Like if, you know, mental health isn't just mental illness. Um, it's how you handle different situations. It's, it's how you deal with stress and those moments that can cause, uh, anxiety maybe not clinical anxiety, but you get these anxious moments. Um, it's how you build relationships. Mental health is everything. It's how we handle life. And when we talk about mental health, a lot of people jump to mental illness and we don't really talk about anything else, but everyone's relationship with their mental health is different. And some people have better relationships with it. Some people have, you know, less than great relationships with their mental health, but it's still an aspect of people's lives that matters to, it doesn't matter who you talk to. It's a part of everyone. And I don't think that we talked about it enough. So, you know, and, and like I said, I felt super lost in my own life and, um, like I, I felt like I had like lost track and direction and purpose, but now I'm more confident in who I am. Um, I was really self-conscious about putting this out there, talking about mental health. Cause I didn't see that there was anything out there already doing it. Um, but this was just a chance for me to do something that I felt was a little bit different, do something that I, you know, thought I would enjoy. And it's been, uh, it's been really great. So I think that the biggest thing that I have taken away from the podcast is that, I think that this podcast, not to make this sound egotistical. Oh, you already know whenever anyone says something like that, the next thing that's going to follow is going to be the most egotistical thing. But I think thing. that a podcast like this needs to be out there. And I think that that's one of the biggest things that I've taken away from it. So thanks, Yuji. Next is a question that I got from a longtime listener, uh, one of the first people who had um, kind of talked about uh, this this podcast with me, uh, Pedro, who wrote in to say, why are you so passionate about men's mental health and breaking the stigma? Uh, which is a great question because it was a question that I kind of had to ask myself when I was creating the podcast. It was like, why am I so so passionate about this? Why am I fired up about this? And I think it was it was a bunch of different reasons. But I think, number one, I always love the idea of being someone who your younger self would have looked up to. And when I was younger, primarily in high school, um, I could have used some, a podcast like this, like some 20 something who was just putting a podcast out there. who was talking about mental health, who was interviewing people who were passionate about mental health and just understanding that like, this wasn't going to be my whole life. Like mental illness wasn't going to control who I was. It wasn't going to be the defining factor of Kyle. Um, so, I think that I was passionate about it because I'd been on the other side of the mental health, uh, you know, mental illness spectrum where it was something that was completely overrunning my life uh, and it was making things really difficult at times. 
And I just want to like, I want to be somebody now who I want to be somebody now who can inspire people because of the fact that the, their story is very familiar. Um, I want to be somebody who gives people a chance to tell their stories. I want to be someone who wakes up every morning and loves what he does um, and who can help other people find love in their life and love themselves. I think that a lot of men don't take enough time to give themselves credit to. I think that some of the stuff that we face, we face with a brave face. Um, and we don't really, we don't really give ourselves the opportunity to kind of like feel these, these emotions and go through the, you know, go through the, the process of making ourselves feel better because we put others before ourselves so often. And I think that being passionate about mental health uh, and men's mental health, it really stems from just like, you know, I want people to live the most fulfilled life that they can. Uh, and I believe that a lot of people with mental illness and mental health issues um, feel like they're being kept back from that. And I want to show them that not, I not even show them. I don't think that's the right word. I want to try to be an example of how mental health doesn't have to define you, how it can be an aspect of your life. And, you know, you can talk about it and you can tell your story, but you can do that from a place of strength. And that doesn't mean weakness. So that's one of the reasons why I'm really passionate about men's mental health uh, and mental health as a whole is because, you know, number one, I think it affects everybody. And number two, I think that I think that we need to talk about it more. It's just it's not the do all end all. It's just a aspect of your story. So that's one of the reasons why I'm super passionate about mental health. So thanks, man. Um, here's another good one. How do you balance work and your mental health? That's, uh, it's from a listener, Jesse. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I think the two are pretty intertwined, um, because they are such massive factors of our lives. Mental health being a little bit more of that kind of like subconscious factor of our lives, uh, work being a little bit more of that conscious physical aspect of our lives. I think it's like Jordan and I talked about in episode 14, everything comes from within, like any emotion that you feel, nothing was like injected into you to feel that emotion. Everything is from inside. Um, so once you've learned to navigate your mental health and develop a healthy relationship with yourself, the external factors can seem less severe. So if work is getting super stressful, or you're stuck listening to a crappy podcast, um, you're able to kind of like channel a feeling of, of peace. You're able to not let things penetrate um, your, your mind as, as violently as they maybe have in the past. Um, I think that there's a way to kind of like develop a relationship with yourself and develop a healthy relationship with maybe your mental illness that can allow you to face the day with a renewed sense of self-confidence and understanding that certain situations may evoke certain feelings. But if I know how to remove myself mentally from these situations, I know how to backtrack a little bit, then, you know, that's something that's going to be a lot more easily handled. So I think that work. Uh, and then the other thing is, is I, I think the other like and i think the other thing is when you're working with purpose which is something i've talked about with dan berlin something i talked about with jordan uh, jordan canlish on last week's episode but little plug little plug plug alert when you have this opportunity to pursue your dreams and work with purpose and really dive into something that you truly love i think then that um I think that that's kind of another part of it too, is having that self-confidence of following your dreams or having that self-confidence of saying, just because I don't have the six-figure paycheck, um, but I go to work every day and I love what I do. Like, I think that that's half the battle too. So I think that work can be a part of like mental wellness. 
Like it, your job can be a positive, positive factor. And if it's a negative factor, I think that there's a way to kind of develop a relationship with yourself that will create just a more positive internal environment that you can bring to this external environment, which I think just like it all seeps out. The energy that you bring to a situation is what uh, is what you'll get out of the situation. So I think that there's that correlation there. Um, but I think that there's a lot of different ways that that can be handled. So thanks, Jesse. One of the favorite questions, uh, one of my favorite questions that got asked is what's the importance of friends in mental health? That was asked by Sierra. Um, I think that the social side of life is hugely important. I talked about it when it, uh, in regards to school, the, the episode all about kind of how it, how to stay mentally healthy at school, whether that's university, college, or, you know, high school. Um, I think that the social side is just like massively important because at times you'll feel run down and sharing is really tough. So having people around you that know what you're going through and that can recognize those negative patterns in you, um, they, they can be like a life vest at times because trust me, I've been in times, I've been in ruts. I, I like to say ruts. Um, I've been in these valleys. I don't think the echo is working properly down here. Hello! You'll never accomplish You'll anything, never accomplish in, anything, life. anything accomplish in life. Yeah, a bit of a weird valley. Where I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to leave my bed. Um, but I also hadn't really established a support system who recognized when I feel like that, that something's going on. And all of a sudden it made a lot of things worse because because of the fact that I didn't let people in, um, they all thought that, uh, you know, I was ignoring them or I didn't want to be around them, which was the complete opposite. I just couldn't even be, couldn't even be with myself, let, let alone with other people. So that's, uh, that's a huge one. Um, I think like, it's really important to have a network in anything you do. Learning how to interact and handle social situations is just like a fundamental building block in life. And mental health can make that building block maybe a little bit weaker or it can make it harder to build something. But that doesn't make it any less important. And the way that that's kind of like the way that we navigate that is just by kind of cherishing the positive people in your life and understanding that those people, if if they're you know really there for you, they'll understand the fact that you sometimes you have these these tough times going on, whether it's like mental health or mental illness, they'll recognize when you're not at your best and they'll be there to to help you kind of go back up like you know they call it hills and valleys like you'll be in these valleys but when you have these strong people around you these people who uplift you it'll help put you on that path back up the hill and i think that that's really beautiful when i was kind of going through my own mental health journey um and and this journey to like just a better feeling me friends were were a huge part of that i was really neglecting the social side of life for a very long time um but now that uh I've reestablished a really solid friend group who I trust and uh, I love everyone, uh, everyone who has been there for me and who's, who's, I guess, supported me through some really tough times. Like, I just can't tell them enough how much it means to me. Like, it's really showed me how important that uh, that aspect of life is. So friends are insanely important uh, when it comes to mental health. And yeah, just really, you really cherish the people who are in your lives and always check on the people in your lives as well because you never really, never know what someone's going through. Sometimes you can see those patterns, but giving that little check-in once in a while is, it could save someone's life one day. So I encourage anyone in those social settings, always check on your friends, make sure you know how they're doing, hang out, have a good time and really just like cherish those moments because I think they're, because I think they're insanely important. Next up is a question from Leah who writes, does the representation of mental health and media impact the way we talk about it? All right, time to crack open the old RTA, RTA degree, my media degree. 
Um, yeah, they're probably going to kick you out after hearing whatever nonsense you're cooking that's up. That's such a great question. Uh, and the answer is yes, and here's why. When me, like media influences everything we do nowadays, it is it is everywhere. And when you see things like 13 Reasons Why, which in my opinion kind of towed a line between glamorizing suicide and I wasn't a huge fan of the show, um, but like shows like that, I think we just instinctively by the mass per- like that that creates the mass perception about mental health. Uh, so yeah, I think that media plays a huge role. Uh, media representation plays a huge role in mental health. Um, and what bugs me is there is definitely a little bit of a glamorization of mental health uh, and mental illness um, where people take it to the extremes in media and that's kind of how attention is given. But I think that attention is given through authentic storytelling. Um, and if that's your authentic story, then that's fantastic. But I think that sometimes things are, are like every other thing, like, like every other story that's told through media, a lot of other stories, um, they're, they're told through a certain lens and they're told to sell. So I think that that loses that little bit of authenticity. Um, so that's, you know, there's a lot of factors that goes into that, but I think fundamentally, yes, media representation and mental health, um, is it, is, oh, Oh, listen to the voice crack. Okay. Squirt. We all go through changes. Bad voice crack, but yes, media representation and mental health. Um, I think that there's a lot of work to be done. And I think that it all stems from just authentic storytelling and real life lived experience. Um, I think that when that's the lens that we start looking at, like from a media standpoint, if we start telling those stories through that lens, I think that people would have a much more educated, um, a much more understanding view of, uh, of mental health and mental illness. Um, and it, it's not as cinematic and it's not as uh, dramatized or, or hyperbolic. Um, it's just people telling stories. And that was one, something that I was trying to do with this podcast is if, you know, is tell just authentic stories, tell my authentic story, allow other people to have the chance to tell their authentic story and really just live through that. I think that that's, that's hugely important. So thanks Leah. Yeah. That's a, that's a thesis question right there. That's awesome. Final question. And I know that we've talked about, uh, we've talked about a lot today, but, uh, this one this one might be the most important one. I don't want to, you know, I'm, I'm going to approach this as as bluntly as I can. And it was from my roommate Christian who writes in. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Kyle, listen, I know we have our differences, but don't touch this subject, okay? It's too much. And I know that this is going to stir some debate. But here, here's the line of thinking here. A hot dog is a sub. Okay, because it's a long piece of bread stuffed with meat and sometimes other toppings. And um, the official definition of a sub is as followed. Sub or submarine is a sandwich made of a long roll typically filled with meat, cheese and vegetables such as lettuce, tomato and onion. So thank you, old timey announcer with a great voice. A hot dog is a sub or submarine. A sub is a sandwich. Ergo, a hot dog is a sandwich. I'm sorry if this has offended you, but this is that's just the answer. It's yes. A hot dog is a sandwich. I don't want to have to do it, but I will come to blows with anyone who tells me otherwise. A hot dog is a sandwich. I will I will debate until the day is done. But a hot dog is a sandwich. I thank you. This is this has been my TED talk. I thank you for your time. So thank you everyone who wrote in with questions. Um 
that's just uh, it's really cool to be able to do these kind of things i think that this is kind of how i'm going to i'm going to have a q a episode every once in a while in season two once it comes out um and speaking on season two here are some of the differences that you guys can look towards um season two is going to be a bi-weekly 45 minute podcast um so it's going to be coming out the i guess every other friday uh and the reason being i want to be able to have more people on tell more stories um and really deep dive into certain areas of mental health and have experts have um just kind of everyday individuals tell their stories and how it relates to these these certain topics um so this is something that i've been working on setting up all of these interviews is going to be one of the reasons why I'm going to be taking six weeks off, kind of get that, uh, get that momentum going so that when November 29th comes, I'm able to hit the ground running. So, you know, that's going to be the biggest change in season two. Um, and also there's going to be an uptick in video content that's going to be produced, um, for social media and for some YouTube stuff, which will be housed with binge TV. So I'm really excited about that. And, uh, and yeah, just um, just as I'm sitting here uh, and kind of getting to the end, end of season one, um, it's just been really incredible. When I set out to create this podcast, um, I said it was going to be like a pot. It wasn't going to, it was going to be like a spoonful of sugar. It's not clinical, but if it helps, it helps. Um, and this has been my spoonful of sugar. It's been an opportunity for me Um to get back on track in a lot of ways so i'm incredibly grateful for all of you and for this opportunity um and uh this next six weeks i I want you to know i'm still going to be working as much as i am now if not more uh there just won't be i guess that like tangible podcast product coming out until late november but uh, i'm so excited for season two and i'm so excited for you guys to to hear everything and for you guys to continue on this journey with me uh and for you to continue your own journey and i hope that this podcast if it if it's even inspired one person to be more mindful about their mental health to do things that are more for them uh to put themselves first to seek help like if any if it's inspired any of you in any way um then then the podcast has done its job so thank you from the absolute bottom of my heart thank you um and this is uh this is the the time where i'm going to issue the last challenge of season one and uh, the challenge goes a little something like this after this podcast is finished i want you to take time to reflect on your own journey um in life in mental health and in anything i want you to understand where you're at and where you're going and if you don't exactly know where you're headed that is totally okay because you don't have to have your whole life figured out But think about the direction in which you want your energy to go towards a more fulfilled life, towards a better you, towards a healthier you. And this challenge, this last challenge of season one is to take some time after this podcast is done to just sit and reflect in a positive light. We are really hard on ourselves sometimes. Um, we, We can be hard on ourselves a lot. And being critical can be a good thing because it pushes us to do better. But sometimes we need to show ourselves some love Um, And so as hard as that can be, that's the challenge for this week, is show yourself a little of appreciation. Talk about where you are. Reflect on where you are. Why are you where you are? And where are you going? Which way are you headed? What are you motivated to achieve? Just an exercise in mindfulness is the challenge for episode 15, the last episode in season one. 
I think that there's no better way um, for me to end this podcast than, uh, you know, as I'm, as I'm sitting at my desk, um, just thinking, life's a wreck. So that was season one. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.